Welcome to the Take a Take a Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Vince. Okay, where we talk about everything and anything tech. Today we are talking about hottest phones out right now. This season has been release of phones back to back. Everybody's dropping phones. So today we're going to look at everything that's been out and what you should look out for and what's interesting right now. And what seems to be hot but ain't hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, so what we're taking the... Let's start with the iPhone 12. That's what all the hype is all about. Right now, time. that's yeah. what everybody's talking uh, about. Pre-orders are already on for the 12 and 12 Pro. They introduced a new phone and um, mixed feelings. Vin, what do you think about the 12 mini? I really feel like... Like they are trying to appeal to the iPhone 4 audience they lost or the iPhone 5 audience they lost after they moved on to the iPhone 6 design so I feel they are trying to you know appeal to those customers because for a long time people have always come out that the phones are getting too big and even when they released the iPhone SE which is just an iPhone 8 people still felt like it was just an iPhone 8 it was not flagship level even though they had yeah, flagship yeah even though the, the internals were yeah, okay, okay but yeah. the design was exactly. just not it so I feel like that's the, that's the and they managed to release it in the same form factor but enlarge the screen that's 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 nice that's nice but uh my only gripe and grime about the iphone 12 mini yeah is the size i don't mind the size because if that was the only phone they offered for example there'll be a problem if they uh-huh. get that and the iphone 12 pro max i'll have a problem oh but is it naming i think it's the naming it's naming that makes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe it's naming you have a problem with because naming makes it feel like is less value even though it has all the same internals. all the specs yeah but another thing that i'm thinking and i'm why i feel people feel that the uh, iphone 12 mini will be the most selling iphone this year or well for the quarter but i feel it's not going to be that because we've moved away from the era of small phones. Now phones are computing devices. I mean, but that's where, as a manufacturer, you know your audience and you have to create different products at different price points to appeal to different people. That's why if they just made the iPhone 12 mini, then there'll be, there'll be a problem. But they made four, the most they've ever made. Uh-huh. We, oh, there, was, there were first rumors that was going to be five. I was expecting five from all the leaks I saw, but four is okay. Five was going to be too much. But come on. I mean, take why look- are you selling the SE? and the 10R. I feel like at the core of Apple's business is services and they're trying to sell services. So the end goal for Apple is to have a device at every price point starting from $500 or $400. Four. 400 no, 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 no. for the yeah, 400 400 399 exactly from the from 400 all the way to a thousand now that's where i have a problem they are not trying to gain new customers they're not trying to entice non-apple users they're only trying to get everyone and everybody that wanted an iphone that couldn't afford it they're not trying to entice new customers like oh wow i'm using an android i want that they just they just want it to be that oh everybody that wanted an iphone that could don't get it because of the price now you have a price point and now the enthusiasts like us around will not do that because i will not go and spend six hundred dollars or even seven six ninety nine on the mini when i can get 80 and oh where is even worse is coming to the four hundred dollar range where we have the new se or se2 that we are calling it now why will i take a design of five years ago just because it's four hundred dollars 
when I can get a design and something futuristic for that price. The truth is, exactly. with Apple devices, they have a great resale value. So most people even coming to the Apple ecosystem for the first time are not even going in with brand new devices. Yes. That's the truth. They're not even going in with brand. Like, their phones hold so much value. I've got the great software support. People going in to the Apple ecosystem, for, for as an example, when I got into the iPhones, I started with a used iPhone 6. Mm. And even when I upgraded, I upgraded to a used iPhone 7. Do you understand? So yeah. they created a device brand new at that entry price. They know that they have customers getting that coming in. Instead of me getting a new a, a used device, yeah. I'll rather get an iPhone SE that I know is brand new, has good battery life and support and good like support for years. the next five or six years. Even the iPhone 6S mm-hmm. is still supported on iOS 14. And that phone is over five years old currently. Yes, that's what they have going for them. They have good support going for them. And we can't doubt that software support and they are, like you've just rightly said, their market is based on services right now. Exactly. So whichever device you are in the ecosystem, you can enjoy the same service and they will benefit from that. Okay, now let me bring this to your notice. If you check check the new lineups they announced just last week, you will see that they left iPhone 11, but they discontinued Pro and Pro Max. Why didn't they just cut the iPhone 11 since there's an iPhone 12 and leave Pro and Pro Max at a reduced price. Instead, they decided to discontinue production entirely of the Pro and Pro Max just so that they can leave it or so that they can make people think it still has that value because by discontinuing it, anyone in the retail shelf will still be retailing for such a high price. Absolutely. And if something you know this is Apple in their lineup now, they're not trying to cannibalize devices. They know that the people that go for the Max are enthusiasts like us. We want the bleeding edge, we want the best. Even with the new iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max, the iPhone 12 Pro Max has a little more features. For the first time. For the first time. That's for the first iPhone. time, it's, exactly. not just a big, so, it's not just a bigger screen. Exactly. So they just, they're appealing to <laughs> enthusiasts. enthusiasts. Right? So they have to take those ones off the market so it doesn't compete directly with new the new models. ones. And if you check the data, the iPhone 11 was the best-selling phone of the three from last year. Yeah. It was the best-selling phone, so it makes sense to keep it in the lineup. Right now, they have a phone. The iPhone SE is at 400. I think the XR is at 500. Only problem. 11 is at 700. The new Mini is at 700. The 12 is at 800. I think 11 is at 599, 600. Then the new... I mean, the price has been dropped, so it makes sense for them to have a a phone, a very good phone, at At every every price point. point, To appeal to everybody. Okay, but now, which would you rather go for? Now that they have a price point, and a phone at every price point for everybody. Will you rather pick a dated hardware of like five years because it's cheap now? I mean, or if- you go for something more futuristic and something newer that offers because you know they talk about software support and how Apple got you covered for like six years. Honestly, not everybody updates their iOS. Some people are still rocking iPhone 7 on a very dated But the truth is, when it comes to Apple ecosystem and the way they force your hand to make updates, yeah. it's very rare for you to find a device a device that is not updated. Yeah, I'm sure they have 90%. In the App Store, exactly. once... They still so, support for apps. Uh, support for apps that are not unlike, up Exactly, to. unlike Android. So That's why when people say you get great support, on the Android side, it's not as if your phone is not going to be working. It's not as if it's not going to be fast. It's just that you didn't get the latest Android. And honestly, on the Android side, it doesn't matter. It does matter for security reasons. And for me, this is why I always make sure my phone is up to date. Even on the Android side, I make sure if I can get the latest 
features, I make sure I get security patches. And this is one thing I think Android is doing to include it as regular updates, security patches standalone, so that all yes. Android devices can, can get, get security, security patches. patches. So for me, the importance of updates, not even because of features, yeah. most people don't security. use... I mean, iOS 14 is coming with a lot of... It's here already, but, and it packs a lot of features. Yeah. It's amazing, but 90% of people are not going to use those features. Yeah. But it's for security. If there's been a security flaw like I are vulnerable to, these updates help patch those and keep you safe. So the updates for me are more paramount for security as opposed to getting new features. Okay, okay, okay. That, that, that seems right about that. So which other phone is hot? I mean, Google re- Google strategy this year is quite different. They've been going for the, should I say, mid-range customer mm. they are done competing with the big boys apple and samsung <laughs> yeah 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 they are done but because honestly i could even put together a phone that was better than what they put together uh, as as the product manager or the design come on the I mean, pixel 4 was was an apology with the whole bezel up front and the chain and i was like what but if you take out the competition from the story for a bit and just focus on google the pixel 5 for me is a much better designed phone yes. than the pixel 4 yes yes no one is no one's agree, arguing so there's, that. there's 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 no one's arguing there's that. progress there where where i got confused with their move because i feel google as a company can afford to put have the put the 865 in, in each the, exactly the plus because you can and another problem, I know Google has always been a software-based or software-driven company, but come on. That is why the camera is in. It's, it's not the talk of the town this year. I mean... It's just that it's budget. Every every other person has almost caught up to Google standard. It's not even that they almost caught up. Photography is no more a secret. Uh-huh. It's not even as if they almost caught up. Apple, well, did some catching up. The rest just reverse-engineered what they saw Google do. Well, that's that's the beauty of Android. You can take open source software yeah, and tweak it. Exactly. It doesn't even have to be open source. <laughs> you can just decode it and use because how the, the modern GCAM apps left to Google, they didn't want it to exist apart from the Pixel. And they will never support it outside the Pixel. Pixel. <laughs> but, but then if you will never support it outside the Pixel, how dare you use a camera that's the Pixel 5's primary camera is the same 12 megapixel camera that was on the Pixel 2 XL. You're talking about the sensor? Yeah, uh, yeah, the lens itself. It's the same primary camera that was on the Pixel 2 XL. But I mean, and all, been... all those times they have just been refining it with software. The Pixel 3 brought out the best. Pixel 4 took it a step further. How, How can far can you take I mean, a, I mean, a hardware that is that old? I mean, Google has shown through this uh, GCAM project yeah. that software can define a phone. They have really bent the, shall I say, bent the law of physics in a way. They just because showed us that hardware doesn't actually really I make mean, up a phone. Yes, I mean, you know, usually when it comes to photography... Apple started showing us that, by the way. I mean, with but... With little battery that always lasted 10 hours. But that's good software <laughs> optimization. Yeah. Exactly, but the point Google made now is, look, good cameras are amazing, good sensors are great, Bigger aperture, better, let more light in. That's what we know from physics. Yeah. More light, amazing photograph. But Google has shown us that with software, you can really do amazing things. And they have taken a very old sensor. Imagine a three-year-old sensor competing with the likes of yeah. Samsung and iPhone today. That's why Because I'm, of great software. That's why I'm impressed with that. And I'm surprised that they're not taking it a step further by using, even if it's at least a 13 megapixel sensor and applying the same amount of computational photography software or algorithm they have been using and boosting it because you can only imagine what 
they could do with something like a 64 megapixel sensor. We can all imagine. But well, I feel this their software was written specifically for this exact hardware. And yes. that's always yes. been the advantage yes. Yes. Apple has had. They have one sensor that they use across the board and it works for everybody. As opposed to, even now, even the GCAM ports that they are putting to different cameras, individual developers have to work on it for a to specific tweak it sensor. For the sensors. But that's why it's Google. How much does it take to sink some millions into R&D? I believe they are working on the next version well, of I mean, sensor. Years, they'll use for a while but I don't know going to take to, I don't have that to bring something, to bring something <laughs> nice to from the Pixel 2 XL we're like wow Pixel 3 wow Pixel 4 wow come on that's like three years of R&D so that's what we are saying and I cannot not even get me started on the processor I mean the point Google is trying to make in my opinion is software is king except it's not that's why we have OnePlus I mean even the, from the reviews that are coming out already yeah. from the Google mm-hmm. Pixel they removed the neural link processor yeah. for that handles images yeah. and the lag in taking pictures is obvious. The lag in processing pictures now is very obvious. Yes, now. It will be obvious. I feel the Pixel 5 is a letdown for me, even though the, it has an down. amazing, body. beautiful design. And uh, Excuse me, please. How they got wireless charging to walk through a metal <laughs> Oh, no, body. it's open. Oh, it's open? It's open. That is why the finishing is like plastic. Oh, they Because had to... the middle is open, so oh. this thing is just there. Oh, oh. If you go, if you t- pick it up and you hit... There's a hollow. Oh, there's yeah. a hollow part. Oh, yeah, okay. it's that's open. That. And that's they now use the finishing. It's quite ingenious. That's that's, that's that's an trick. That's why they didn't use glass. Oh. Even though glass works, but they wanted metal for durability. I don't know why we are going back to the stone ages. I thought where we'll be going now is ceramic, which is stronger than glass. And what I'm seeing is people are going back to metal, going back to plastic. But I feel like for cost saving... It's easier to work with aluminum as opposed to glass or ceramic. But you're not passing that cost saving to the consumer. Exactly. That's why I feel. That's why I strongly feel they should have put an A65 in, in there. That. I don't even know why the 4A XL 5G. exists. I, I don't I, know why the 4A 5G exists. The 4A was a beautiful, was a beautiful at a beautiful price. Yes, loved it. Loved it. The 5 should have just worked on that and made it. If the Pixel 5 had the A65 processor, we won't be talking about any other phone. No, 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 no. We won't be talking about any other phone right now. It will be the budget bank for your bulk phone because it comes from Google. You're sure of the highest updates Google could give you straight from them, security and software-wise, even though it's low and it's just three years. Yeah. But you will be okay. And we know that processor plays a huge role as, and as far as Android goes. Exactly. And this is why they are going to lose market share to Samsung and OnePlus. OnePlus especially, because they are they are competing for the same price. Yeah, the same price point. And with 8T. The 8T, for me, is an unnecessary best. phone. Are you sure? Very, very. Like, I feel OnePlus has come the brands that we didn't want them to become. Yeah. When one plus started, we want brand we loved and felt like, oh, this is a brand for the people, uh, the brand yeah, for the enthusiasts. Yeah. But now they've become like Samsung. You know, I this th- is the third phone this year. Uh, fourth. The fourth phone already. Yeah, yeah because they brought the because, Nord. Nord. So this is the fourth phone yeah. this year. I, I think it's because of the feedback from the community they got. Because when they first started, they were like flagship killers, superb bang for your buck. But now people wanted more and they knew how to make some cuts, useless cuts from the phone and give you what you needed, like good processor to run the phone, good screen for your media and viewing experience and fast storage to make everything snap. But um, along the line, people became greedy. Oh, we want wireless charge. Hello, that costs some money, even though it's cheap. Oh, we want a bigger battery. Oh, we want some other things that they needed that weren't there at that point in time. And doing that, we raised the price of the phone. 
So they had to, okay, now we've noticed that our market are made up of two distinct type of customers. One that still wants the budget experience and one that wants our experience, but at a flagship level because we know they have the fastest Google Android skin or fastest Android skin ever. Google, we are trailing blues, but right now with that low processor they put in the um, Pixel 5, it's not coming near to anything that the OnePlus Nord, how fast the OnePlus Nord is, it's not even reaching there. I agree. If there's one thing I would give OnePlus props for is speed. They've always, always been true to that. Never said. Exactly. They're giving us speed. But when it comes to other decisions they make around the device, that's where I draw the line because right. if you want to give me a flagship phone, give me a flagship phone. If you want to give me a budget phone, give me a budget phone. But some people want the middle. They don't want it to be too budgety. They don't want it to be too flagshipy. But but really nice. The OnePlus Eight was a good phone. Yeah. The OnePlus Nord was quite all right. OnePlus Nord for me is what the Eight T should have been. OnePlus Nord for me is what the what the OnePlus Eight should have just been. Then Eight Pro should have been what the Eight was, and then Eight T would have just taken it a step higher because the OnePlus Eight T now I'm turning in the middle because they scaled the screen down to a 1080p screen, and I'm like, are we not making progress here? Okay, let's do this comparison between the 80 and the Samsung Fan Edition that was just released because they are both in the same price bracket. If I would do that comparison now, we'll have to take a look at the specs, have to take a look at build materials. We'll compare both on... Take a look at build materials and everything. And I'm sure that we beat the one um, the Samsung phone. I mean, Samsung position. came down a bit with the build quality because, of course, you don't want to make it... When you have a phone that exists at a certain price point, you don't want to cannibalize the cellular product. So they made the FE fan edition with plastic back as opposed to this S20 it, it, that was in... You know, we're talking about hottest phones. We've even gotten to Samsung. Samsung is good, but some of their design choices this year... It's not good because this plastic Note 20 light. Absolutely. It's, it's not even the light version. It's just regular Note 20. Oh, they call it light version. It's a regular Note 20 oh. and they put it in plastic. Why would you do that at a thousand dollars? You can even just help me and use Gorilla Glass 3. I will agree because there's five, there's six right now. There's that one that Apple has. You can even just come down. I'm sure that Gorilla Glass 3 is how many years old? It still be cheap. Those cost savings they are making is for them. They are not costing it and passing it over to the consumer. And absolutely. it's reflecting in the price. It's not. So it's absolutely useless when it's not reflecting in the price. When I can get a phone of $700, it will be on Gorilla Glass 5 or 6 front and the back with the 865 maybe plus on it. So what are you giving me? Am I eating brand name? I mean, there's value in brand name. We're not going to lie. Yeah, there's no, we're not going to lie. It, it builds customer loyalty and confidence, but come on, for enthusiasts, we look at the spec sheet. What they did with the Note 20, I just feel the phone they wanted to bring out was the Note 20 Ultra. That's the phone Samsung wants to sell. Just to appeal and not make the price seem so ridiculous. Okay. Now they brought have, out the Note 20. We have we have the 8 In plastic bag. 8T now is Gorilla Glass 5 front and back. With an aluminum frame. With an aluminum very. So what are we saying? And now look at the price difference in these two things. Well, understandably, did the 80 even come with the, the, the 840, the 860? Uh, yes, it did. So I, I fail to understand that. Is it just the pen? Because you don't have the fastest skin. You don't have the fastest. So what am I getting? What am I getting in the pen? If I want to buy a Note, I'll go for the premium. Not the ultra, but something higher. So what am I getting? Just the brand name or brand loyalty to show I'm loyal to. I mean, people in the ecosystem hardly tend to leave. If you know or with a brand, it's quite difficult to, to leave. Especially once you're used to Skin. Yes, Samsung and the new one, one UI is it's really really. It's come a long way from the regular Samsung. Yes, UI. yes, we all know that. But the new one is not even that much of an improvement from the S20. Next thing we saw when they started when they introduced it, 
And another thing that is forcing me at hand to favor the OnePlus 80 in terms of bang for buck is when you look at the two phones and you check what they are all about, what Samsung is trying to build an ecosystem, but they are not there yet. So you need to entice people with your price point and your build quality, something that Huawei got. Because when Huawei, before US frustrated them, I used to look forward to their keynotes and their unveilings because we know that they'll definitely be, be the first in something. They were the first that brought a reverse wireless charge. I mean, you can't, you, can't, you can't make a comparison because Huawei and OnePlus, for example, are... No, I'm not, I'm not comparing Huawei and OnePlus. I'm comparing Huawei and Samsung now. In terms of innovation? Yes. yes. Okay. Not in terms of innovation, build quality and price. Okay, okay that makes I feel sense. that Samsung is getting complacent because there's no Huawei. Yeah, I can see. I can see how you can make the argument. There we are the first persons that they, that brought fifty times zoom. We are like wow, fifty times when they brought the reverse wireless charge. We are like wow. But I mean, but but I mean, smartphones have matured to an extent where all these so-called features are more mm. like gimmicks as opposed to real actual features. Well, if you see that fifty times zoom, it's not looking like a gimmick to me because you but can use it, it and read a signboard that's far away. But it, but, pra- pra- but practically, practically speaking, how often do you whip out your phone and want to see a signboard that far? Practically speaking, not really. Exactly. But when I need it, I want it there. Exactly. It's like it's like the gesture um Google brought out with the Pixel 4. Nobody needed nobody asked for that. Nobody needed that. Even though we saw the idea and the promise of doing over-the-air gestures yeah. with LiDAR sensors. Oh, yeah. But it's not there yet. I swear I feel like most of this smartphone goes to a point where, where if you want to see true innovation or true true, you know, I can see a difference between each year model, I think a phone company should take a break from making phones for a year, for a year and bring phones every two years or every three years so I can actually get value for money. Well, because think, all this ten percent incremental increase, the screen on Samsung has been great forever. We know that there's no new thing. The batteries are good after you know seven years. There's a limit we to know where that. you can go exactly so because you cannot put a four K screen on a smartphone. Your eyes cannot even discern. How much pixels. faster can you make the charge? Because every 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 year you're increasing t- ten watts. How much faster can you make the charge? Well, I had that the eighty. It's going with sixty five watts. Yeah. Well, and as a drastic shift from what Apple thinks they are doing, that is another painful. But the truth, the but truth is, does anyone really need that much fast charging? Yes. We do very well. Do you know how refreshing it used to be when I just plug my phone? It's on 5% and I'm like using it like there's nothing happening here. And I just plug it and I take a bath and I'm gone. I'm using 15%. Now 15, not even 15, 50%. I mean, I get that. I get that. And you can just dash out and you have enough charge for the day. As opposed to it's 10, 30 minutes just to enter 20%. So would you take fast charging over wireless charging? I'll take fast charging over wireless charging. That is why I like the fast charger that OnePlus 8 or is this thing brought. So that so that compensates for the lack of wireless charging? Yes, to me it compensates. Because when you prop your phone on a wireless charger and be checking whether you aligned it well and whether you put it well and how it's charging and the charging speed, I'll just plug a cable and go to sleep. So would you now say that Apple's MagSafe wireless charger would solve that issue? It's not going to solve the issue because it's not going to charge as fast as the cable would. I mean, 15 watts is it's not, it's not actually fast. It's, you can, it's, it's you not can't, fast at all. Mm-hmm. 65 watts, yeah, absolutely watt. not. And, and, with, and with, OnePlus, the, the 8, one of the pro models they brought in the 8, actually came with a wireless charger, proprietary wireless charger that charges at the same speed as the charger. So you give me that wireless charger now, then who am I not to accept? But, but it gets really hot though. Uh, it gets really hot. 
not the phone, but the charger. And that's why the charger has internal fans to do some cooling. And I'm sure they must have done some testing. Where, where I have problem with the fast charge is the battery degradation because charging at those faster speeds degrade the battery more. But, but you can't run away from that eventually. You can't run away from that. And I feel eventually. like that's why these companies are even doing this. So every year you have a reason to upgrade. Every year, every couple yeah. years you have a reason yeah. to upgrade. That's why when they caught Apple when they were um, some years back when they were saying they were virtually slowing the phones down because through software to make you upgrade, calling the planned obsolescence. They're still doing it, but in a more skilled, tricky, trickier way. Because you cannot tell me now that owners of the Apple Watch Series 3, I think they're still selling the Series 3. Yeah, Series uh-huh. 3 is still on. Series 3 is still in sale, but they discontinued Series 5 yeah. as they brought out Series 6. Then the new Watch OS, you now said that those that have Series 3 can upgrade the, their watch OS after discontinuing Series 5. And when they upgraded, all their watches are slow. You upgraded it in the factory and you saw that it's slow, but you still decided to push that update and discontinue Series 5. Is that not planned obsolescence? Absolutely. And this is where they will tell you in the fine print that you just change your battery. But anybody, what's your device that gets this slow? You know, you know that's not your battery because you're, you're happy with your battery. Exactly. The first that comes is not battery. It's, it's not battery. Yes. So, I mean, yes. it's all part of their strategy. It's I'm not going to lie. The new iPhone, um, Apple Watch SE, is targeting that entry market too. Um, that is the only thing. You know, sometimes Apple do such a great job and then sometimes they make you feel like, what is going on? Because that Apple Watch SE, is it's it's a nice watch for the en- entry price. Absolutely. It's nice. uh, it's, it's, I would get one. So, it's very, very nice. And they managed to make some cuts in the right places like the ECG. Those gimmicks. Uh, many people actually use exactly. that. <laughs> so they managed to do that. But now, doing that, they don't want that to cannibalize the sale of the six. I mean, of the five. They cannot still put the five and put the SE, so they had to discontinue five. And now, why did you do the SE? Why didn't you just bring down the price of the five? to match the price of the SE so that you can sell your 6. Because the performance difference between the 5 and the 6 is not, it's not it's, a lot. It's not a lot. But if you're looking at the performance difference between the 3 and the, this, and the 6, it's a whole, it's a boatload. Exactly. So that's why that's I say, even individuals upgrading should not upgrade every year, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, no. To no. be honest. It doesn't, it doesn't no, make no, sense no, because make sense the, the value you're getting is not actually much for the price you're paying. you're upgrading to the small um, foldable phones, which we... I mean, I feel like those are still a gimmick for now till I see it in a very practical and functional sense. It's already practical in my, to me and very, 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 very functional. Do you know how I feel if I can fold this into two? Some of my pockets are not even that deep. If I can just fold this into two, two is more portable, maybe lighter, easier to carry. That's practicality there. More expensive and more prone to failure. Yes. Now we are talking about it's still in the second generation. So we know that... All these are what we get for being among the early adopters of such a groundbreaking technology. I never thought in my life I would see a screen fold, man. If you have $2,000 to spend, why don't you just get the best of the best regular phone and save you some money? No, it's not fun. No, I'm saying like it's good. I, I understand enthusiasts. You want to get the business of technology. You want to you know, we, be the guinea pig to test out. But that's an expensive device and funny enough this second generation is more refined and more durable than the first as it will continue being and there's a marginal leap 
from the first to the second generation. Now, these other normal phones have exhausted or almost exhausted their creativity and all that they can do. But the folding phone is still an emerging market. There's a lot of ways it can fold and how it can bend and a lot of use cases. Like, take a look for the Samsung Fold 2. It's a very, 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 very unique phone with all capabilities and everything possible for you to use to actually increase productivity. In as much as, well, might not be as durable as that, but then the phone folds, so you, you protect the inner screen always. I mean, I feel like that's a caution for a couple of another day. Yeah. But we've just been dissecting the hottest phones that are out right now. Which are the iPhone 12? Yeah, all variants. The, all variants. The, the Pixel 5 on 4A 5G and 4A. Those are on our reader. Mm-hmm. The OnePlus 8T and the Samsung FE yeah, yeah, Fan Edition. Those, those are the hottest phones out right now. Yes, with all the hype and crave and rave about them. Absolutely. So on our next episode, we'll be telling you which phone we think is what the price and, and which feature you get at each price point absolutely you heard it here first so guys stay tuned to our next episode i've been vincent and i'm josh and this is teka teka i want to see you guys next time